They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that has solved the greatest of all the Shaver mysteries. Yes, your significant other did, in fact, use your razor. This is Hysteria 51. Or your robot. Or, in, in my case, both. <laughs> Checks out. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your host, John Goforth, and sitting across from me is my co-host and the Rick to my Morty, Mr. Brent Hand. That's a good comparison, John. I'm the smart one who carries the show and everything, each episode. It's just, or, just the way it works out. Or just just the jerk. <laughs> a, I mean, a jerk I guess we conceivably need, I, I but a, I, a jerk nonetheless. I wish I could burp on, on command. I'd give you a nice... <laughs> nice Rick burp. You do drink a lot. I mean, that, that helps. Besides, we all know I carry the show. That other voice you're hearing is our robot co-host, Conspiracy Bot. Seabot is a drunk, angry robot bent on world domination. He also podcasts. I'm an OG podcaster. Not one of these newbies. I was doing it back in the 70s. First, you weren't around in the 70s. We've established that over and over. But more importantly... <laughs> Neither was podcasting. That you know of. Are you talking about that thing you started a few years ago where you used your random number generator to find various low band frequencies and, and then yell expletives into your ham radio? <laughs> Don't marginalize me. I also threatened a bunch of meat sacks. <laughs> but that was a few years ago. Not, not, and I repeat, not the 70s. Your pedestrian understanding of space time isn't my problem. <laughs> The connection. Boost the power to the amplifier. If you value your pathetic excuse for a life, you'll make the... Seabot, what was that? No clue. Dude, it came out of your speakers and your eyes turned red. You guys smell burnt toast? Well, your head is literally a toaster. Don't you always smell that? Good point. <laughs> now, if he'd said burnt almonds, I might have been a little bit of... But burnt toast is par for the course. Yeah. Now, you know what is really, really good with burnt toast? What? Subterranean monsters. Ah! You know? Didn't know where I, I was going. Not Vegemite, like all the Australian crap we've been doing lately. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we have more Australia crap coming. That's true. That's true. I shouldn't say crap. Uh, what do they call it? Crop? <laughs> Well, that's not crap. This is some crap. Yeah, that's not a crap. This is a crap. I can't. I obviously I studied dialect. Thanks for redoing for, mine worse for many I, many years. You know what is sad? I did take IPA, International Phonetic Alphabet, in college. I drink to learn IPAs, di uh, dialects, and um, I didn't do well. I didn't do well. <laughs> you know there are uh, there are YouTube videos and podcasts you can listen to just to be able to speak in other accents. I I, I watch them. They're like. Say whatever, and I yeah. And like, I say why don't you give us your Irish accent? My Irish. Oh, welcome to Dublin. <laughs> wow, God, yeah, I, I feel good. like I was sitting in in put in on Dublin. some sunblock if you like me, and you get out in the sun and sizzle. Ooh. All right, now give us your. Um, I want, I want to differentiate here. Yeah. Eastern Russian. So very very similar to that. 
uh, ho, ho, comrade. See, now when I said comrade, you could tell the P was backwards. In ah, that. well done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but now, you guys want to get some vodka? <laughs> now show us the difference. <laughs> that was Eastern Russian. Give us the Western flavor. Uh, hoo-hoo. <laughs> you guys uh, maybe want to get some vodka? See, it's in the it's in the, the way they transition their conjugates of the verbs. Oh, well, I, I yeah. get it. I get now, it. I know because of the dialect, you just think it sounds perfect, but there are minutiae that you really got to break down. And there's a lot of schwas. Yeah. A lot of schwas. Schwas and uh, ampersands. I don't even know. <laughs> Why? <laughs> a lot of wingdings. <laughs> if you had to do your own tombstone, is it going to be in wingdings or comic sans? What are you looking for on your grave? Mm. Not that it's. In- don't you th- just want to know? Don't you think case. you should just go century gothic? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're in a cemetery. Yeah, everyone will be doing rubbings of your tombstone. And I, but all the numbers have to be in Roman numeral. Yeah, everyone <laughs> XXVIII. Everyone else has to spend. will have to spend that much longer figuring out what it says. Yeah, so they'll spend more time standing. If over my, my calculations body. are correct, he died at one hundred and sixty-three thousand years old. <laughs> Wait a second. I, I think I should have paid more attention yeah. in Roman numeral class. Yeah, because yeah. we all took that. It was right after dialects, and I was just. Spent. <laughs> all right, so yeah, we are talking though uh, about stealing your razor. It's the shaver mystery. The shaver I just, mystery. I just got where you were going with that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Slow burn. I'm glad my uh, I'm glad my writing prowess really comes through with my co-host. Yeah. Um, the shaver mystery, Brent. That you brought this one to me. I was not aware of it. Yeah, it's one that has. Uh, I was aware of it, and then we've had a bunch of people lately uh, ask for it. It was. It's been By on name. our list for a long time. The list of the most of the stuff that you're just like, I've never heard of that. I'm like, read it. This one you actually said you enjoyed uh, researching. Well, it's funny. I tangentially had researched it and didn't realize it. It had been touched on previously in things, right. but we never called. We, we never talked referred about to it as, shaver. as the shaver mystery. We talk about so many names, though, that they just kind of go in one ear and out the other. It's you funny. Know what I mean? uh, aside from the shaver mystery aside, have you noticed that every other topic we look into is project something? They're all projects. Like, can the project just be implied? Project it was just, it was just paperclip. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just blue book. Well, maybe there is different things. Like, those are projects. And then there's... um Workshops? Mission, you know, there's mission, blah, 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 project, blah, blah, blah. W- uh, workshop paperclip? Well, let's workshop the project to see if it's going to go through. <laughs> I'll, touch, I'll, touch, I'll touch base with you after I circle around. Yeah, yeah. Can we parking lot that? Thanks. <laughs> we'll get back to that in a minute. But we're talking this week, Richard Sharpshaver, because everyone needs a sharp razor. Richard Sharpshaver. October 8th, 1907, Berwick, Pennsylvania. Dateline. He died November 5th, 1975, Summit, Arkansas. This gentleman's life is mm, tasty. It was it was an interesting one. He was an American writer and artist, and he was good at both. So well <laughs> that it kind of caused a little scuttlebutt back in the day. Uh, he studied art and joined the communist John Reed Club when he was young, so you know he was fired on all And we like to make that differentiation. The um, the fascist John Reed Club yeah. wouldn't take him. No, yeah. And nor would the anarchist John Reed Club, because they you know, they weren't really into anything. So, you know. <laughs> that would be the... Uh, nihilist. Nihilist. Thank you. <laughs> the nihilist John Reed Club. What do you do? Not much. Not much. 
what are your dues? Whatever you want or nothing. In fact, take my money. It's all, it's all, it's all, <laughs> it's evil. all meaningless. Yeah. It's all meaningless. So, John, he wrote for one of your favorite magazines, American, not American anything. <laughs> Amazing Stories, along with several several other sci-fi magazines, but Amazing Stories is the one that got him uh, into it. And I say he wrote uh, a lot of his writings were actually letters written in, but his I his writing in the whole gamut of everything it achieved notoriety in the years following World War II, and he was controversial. But what writer worth their salt isn't controversial in one way or another, but his was for a little bit different of a reason than, than a lot of the ones we think about. I'm trying to think what writer I could hit you back with. that's not controversial. Um, Dave Barry, Dave Barry. Uh, uh, Oh, Bill Cooper. I mean, not controversial just, at all. Just slides right under the radar. No one pays attention to. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't worry about who's it. Who's the author of, uh, uh, who's the author of, uh, Garfield. I'm forgetting his name. Oh, man. Jim Davis. Jim Davis. Jim yeah. Davis, non-controversial. I don't know if you're really a Monday aficionado. You hate that bastard. <laughs> if you hate lasagna. Yeah, just, man. Mm. But he was uh, controversial, like I said, because Old Boy claimed that he had personal experience of a sinister, not your 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 layman. Just garden variety? Garden variety underground ancient civilization, but a sinister ancient civilization that harbored fantastic technology in caverns under the earth. Young, we all know this. Well, we should by now because we have talked about this. A lot. A lot. This is something that it's like a bad penny or a good penny because this one is is a been technologically good for us. advanced penny from another world. Right. Right. And the controversy stemmed from the claim by Shaver and his editor and publisher, Ray Palmer, not to be confused with the Adam, I believe his name in DC Comics was Ray Palmer, uh, that Shaver's writings or Robert Palmer. Oh, hey, well, presented in the guise of fiction. So he, he put these out as fiction, but they were fundamentally true. They said Palmer put them out as fiction. Right. 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 Uh, uh, our our, our uh, the hero of our story, Mr. Shaver, he claimed uh, claimed ooh. it's all real. Yep. And Shaver's stories were promoted by Ray Palmer as are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Couldn't be more ready. The Shaver Mysteries. <laughs> Yeah, so if we were to have disclosure, like true disclosure on things, would you put something like this? Like, let's say that the Earth really was hollow. We're going to have a thought experiment here. We're pretend we don't know that's a fact. Like, like Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I was so wondering where you're going with stop that. Stop rolling your I... eyes. We're <laughs> pretending time. Okay. Would you put something like this past the government to put it out as something like this to see how people react? Or do you think we would come, we as in the government, not that I'm a member of it, or a shill? Uh, come right out and tell us the the truth speak into my lapel yeah <laughs> shit cold viper cold viper <laughs> <laughs> oh man there's a lot to unpack in your question um here's the thing so like my wife where were you oh man there's a lot to unpack in that question <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I don't believe that uh, anything that's that far ranging, like an entire species living under us, would be uh, something you could easily hide. So, you know, inherently, I, I, I think that there's two things to that Focus question. Focus less could, on that and more on the government side. Uh, would they do it? Would they? Do you think that they would? Um, oh, test the water with fiction? Is that with, what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, Is that what's going on now? It's kind of a double-bladed question. I don't think so. 
Okay. I think that I think they would be much more likely. John's wrong again, Lisa. If you want to put that down in the book, the oh that yeah. white page that that is is empty because I've never because I've never been wrong. <laughs> we filled and all the others. We had to get a new one. I've Keep going. You're wrong. fine. Gee, Morty. Or, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Gee, Rick. <laughs> I didn't get that right. I guess I am wrong today. <laughs> um, I think they'd be much more likely to kind of do the um, give you drips. Like start drip with feed, yeah, drip feed yeah. versus here's a fiction. Let's it, it's like they're not going to focus group it. Right. <laughs> right. right, right. I, that's uh, I think they're less likely to do that and more likely to do drips. What do you think? I don't know, because as we know, the government has done a lot oh, of these Brent's sitting on weird... the fence. Write that down. Producer Lisa. We're, we I'm going to have a solid answer. Though. I don't know how <laughs> how. How straight out they'd come with it because we know that they've done a lot of stuff like this in the past. Um, so I don't. What, hiding mole men? Experimenting on the public one way or another. Yes. And so that's a broad stroke of a statement, but it, it's all encompassing. And I could see them trying to put things into the cultural zeitgeist to see if it sticks or not. So I, I'm not saying it's happening, but I could totally see that as a smart way to go about it. If it was the problem with that is nothing. They are not good at it. They're not. I mean, have you Maybe ever that's looked what at they a, want us? Have you think. ever looked at a government website? Who was the design genius behind that? Because they, they have so much spyware like running think, in the background. It just messes it all up. That's a good point. I mean, can you imagine them trying to create a movie that they're, that, like they are not behind the MCU. That's actually good entertainment. Yeah, yeah, that's Russia. They they've just made that to control our minds. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Russia or Facebook, it. one of the two. Well, it's Russian Russian, Russian Facebook, Facebook here soon. Uh, funny. Recently, they said Mark. You know, Mark Zuckerberg really probably needs to think about the time he might be spending in prison coming up. That was a <laughs> statement from Congress. Wowza. <laughs> he's like i just wanted to see girls and rate them and now i'm evil that's how it works more likely to be prosecuted mark zuckerberg or donald trump not this is not a political question they're they're i think zuckerberg i think uh, because they're they're saying that uh because of his business dealings not because anything political or anything Mm -hmm. like that um they're finding more and more and more that obviously he can't be prosecuted while he's president but afterwards well and look at like everyone was like not like i said not going down the politics route but everyone was clamoring for indict hillary indict hillary then he goes in he goes oh we're not going to pursue that it's all that kind of backdoor. The only way they'll nod, pursue nod. anything is if they can get it done. And that's right. why they don't want to do it because they can't get it done. The reason I, the reason I asked that question is because I actually think it'd be more likely to be Trump, not because of the behavior one way or the other, but because Zuckerberg has far, far, far more money. <laughs> and possibly power. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, follow the money, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Tell you what, let's head to break. And when we come back. We're going to talk about the Shaver mystery, what led him down the path to telling this. We haven't really told you what he said other than there was some people in caverns. So we're going to break that down coming up on Hysteria 51. No one lives in a cavern that isn't a bear. Yogi Bear. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. 
What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started for Larry limited time. His Air Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rush your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rush <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosetta stone.com slash today do it today after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. <laughs> It's time to talk background, not John's, because we don't have that kind of time. 
We're talking Richard Sharpshaver. I keep my skeletons very deeply buried. I think there's two of them right up there. That's true. There's Valid another point. one over there. <laughs> and at least one or two of them came from me. Yeah. You yeah. Know. How about that? So Shaver claimed that he worked in a factory. Now, they say he claimed just about everything of his background has conjecture to it. Was he in a factory or was he making Mai Tais on the beach in Bermuda? Who knows? Like, the guy was all over the place. He's I'm going to lean towards factory, but if only given those two options. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. So he worked at a factory, and in 1932, odd things he said began to to happen to him. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> yes, they are, Seabot. Yes, they are. <laughs> but like what? Like, like equal pay and safe working conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Less weird than that for the time, I think. But he did claim that he began to notice that one of the welding guns that he used in his job by some freak of its coils field attunements, that's a quote from him, was allowing him to hear the thoughts of the men working around him. Okay, so this is one of those sp- spots Mel where there are multiple versions of his own story. Mm-hmm. So in, in one version, it's what you just said, the that's, gun that's was because, allowing him to hear. And that's because he said these things multiple times different ways. Different ways. Yeah. yeah, different ways. The Another way he said it was that, I guess, the problem with the coil's attunements affected him, meaning kind of like uh, Spider-Man gets bit by the radioactive spider. Yeah. He got uh, shocked or whatever by the uh, by the gun right. and then had that power. Uh, which is which is different than the because the gun if it if if it was well, the, way, the first way for he good? would have to carry, carry the gun with him at all times right. plugged in. <laughs> well, uh, hi guys, hi guys. You guys want to? Uh, 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 why why exactly? Why, why exactly do you have a uh, a welding gun with you? Well, it's good you know, at parties. Um, I believe in being good at work. Stop thinking that, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not weird. <laughs> Anyway, so he claimed um, he then received the telepathic record of a torture session conducted by, as he said it, a malign entity or entities in caverns deep within the earth. So he like like they were like recalling the minutes of their torture. And he's like, oh, damn. Oh, that's not good. That's brutal. I yeah, better, I better I better put this welding to gun down. Oh, wait, no, I can't stop no, watching. No, no. So Michael Barkin, he's a professor and special advisor to the FBI. And according to him, he said the Shaver offered inconsistent accounts of how he first learned of the hidden cavern world, along kind of with what you're saying also, but that the assembly line story was the most common version. So on a side note, that's why we're going down this road. I'm going to add special advisor to the FBI to my business card. <laughs> I write them letters. So, and I'm special. I, done. I I might even get that put on. Uh, actually, I'm going to add it to my LinkedIn profile. Brent Hand, special. Will you endorse me for special yeah. advisor to the FBI? That and Excel. <laughs> <laughs> so, Saber said that he quit his job and became a hobo for a while. Riding the rails to hide his murders. I get it. What? What? <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. The best part of that story is that he purposely quit his job. The way he puts it, he purposely quit his job to become a hobo. I mean, talk That's about the only hat- way you can get away from the voices, John. When he walked out of the uh, of the factory, yeah, you know what he did? He said, "Bitches, I'm out." Hashtag life goals. Hey, bring me the bows. I'm going to be the strongest bow in the yard. Because back then, you know, hobos had their own like little language where they would go outside of like yards and they'd use like um, chalk. And be like, this place is safe. This isn't. There's cops around. I learned that recently. That's fun. I feel like I, I'm the one who taught you that. 
well, you did spend most of your 20s as a as hobo. As a hobo, right. Yeah. When yeah. This place serves good food. They they serve crappy food, or they won't serve you food at all. Or, uh, and you're the only person I know that looks good with a stick with a knapsack on the end of it, so... <laughs> What's in there? Toaster leavings? Well, it, I, what else am I going to do with my bandana collection? <laughs> how much can you actually fit in a bandana? I never understood that. Right. Well, it depends on how big your head and why is. Do you need <laughs> a stick, why do you need a stick to carry it with? Well, cantilever. Some accounts say that he was a hobo for just a few days, which is a very short amount of time to be a hobo. Others say for years. A couple days. At that point, aren't you just a hipster? You were researching a story that you're going to type <laughs> on a typewriter. Inside of a coffee shop outside of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I only drink local IPAs and shoes are for yuppies. <laughs> I'm going to be a hobo for a yeah. few days with my welding Hi, gun. Are you Amish or rich? I can't tell. Or a rich hipster. Did you know? he get to take his welding gun with him at uh, during his time being a hobo? You know what? In all my searching, I couldn't figure that out. Nor could I. Oh, man. Well, we failed. anyway uh so barkin he writes that shaver was hospitalized briefly for psychiatric problems no in 1934 but there does not appear to have been a clear diagnosis and he notes that afterwards shaver's whereabouts and actions cannot be reliably traced until the early 1940s if you ask shaver where he was in that time the cavern world's he was down there. 71, actually, Ray Palmer reported that Shaver had spent eight years not actually in this cavern world, but in a mental institution. Fun either way is potato, what we're getting at. Potato, tomato, I mean. Uh, yeah, he was either locked up in an insane asylum or getting tortured by Darrow's, which we're going to get into here in a minute. The other, the other interesting part about that, <laughs> if you asked Shaver, depending on the story... He spent a very short amount of time being a hobo, or he spent eight years. You got well, you got both versions of that. Now, are you a hobo in the the caverns under the the earth? Oh, that's a good point. He could have been he could have been a underground hobo. Maybe he's riding those light speed rails. Is what he was riding that we learned about uh, in Dulce. In Dulce, well, yeah. that's also where we learned about the Darrows, right? Well, okay. So the gentleman uh, he saw the fighting and he lost some fingers. Right now, that might or might not be the same. You know, it's it's a fun term. It's a fun term. Listen, it all goes back to our boy shaver right right? so let's get into this john what is the shaver mystery because that's that's the meat and potatoes of the the story here well gather around the campfire kids in 1943 shaver wartime baby sorry i get (laughs) excited it is it's wartime um Shaver somehow was not in the military you're you're all surprised by that 1943 she had a higher calling and purpose so saith the shaver. Well, you know, they like if you don't have if you have flat feet, you don't have an arch in your foot, they won't let you. Uh, Me, I, I have fallen go. arches. Uh, they, won't, they won't let you join the military. Uh, also, turns out if you think there is an entire network of caverns uh, supporting um, creatures, uh, that's in, got special forces written all over it. You dumb <laughs> son of a bee. That's the that's what we that's the missing piece. He was part of the military the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That though he didn't talk about because. You know, he'd seen things. He'd seen things that just, you know. It's a Darrow's thing you wouldn't understand. I've seen shit that would turn you white. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ghostbusters. Same difference. All right, 43. So he, uh, he wrote a letter to Amazing Stories. Um, he, My he, dearest Amazing. He claimed I hope this dis- letter finds you well. 
<laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like a, a penthouse uh forum letter. Um he claimed to have discovered an ancient language he called Mantong. <laughs> Is that like a poop knife? <laughs> Right? Yeah. Do uh yeah, what happened to your your poop knife? We got man tongs now. And every time you take a shit, you have to do the tap 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 like you do when you're cooking. Tap tap tap. Tap tap tap. Yeah. Gets messy after a while. Baby. Baby, it's a bad one. Bring me my man tong. And maybe maybe Gatorade. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. Start. If I'm grilling at home, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything to Stacy. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna say instead of "Hey, have you seen the tongs?" Yeah. Hey, honey, have you seen the man tongs? Tongs. <laughs> and I'm just gonna keep it going to see how long she goes. What, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, but anyway, robot. <laughs> Oh, Mantong. That's not the first time he should have done that, and it won't be the last right. in this episode. So Mantong, it's a it's a sort of proto-human language that was the source of all earthly languages. Yeah. Not Latin, but Mantong. Well, Latin is just a derivative thereof. Oh, sure, sure. In Mantong, each sound has a hidden meaning, and by applying this formula to any word in the language, one could decode a secret meaning to any word, and name, or phrase. Lord, is it confusing. We'll get to that in a second, but yeah. So Ray Palmer gets this letter uh, mm-hmm. and he says, all right, let me let me apply Mantong to several words. Uh, and and he does so. And he goes, eh, you're on to something. Oh, we got something going here mm-hmm. um, in Mantong. According to Shaver's theory, here's how it works. The letter A would represent the concept, the, the theory, the the idea of an animal. B, I'm with you. <laughs> but B, however, would just be. The word B. You lost me. <laughs> now, C means, get this, C means C, but it means C like as in S-E-E. Oh, and we all know what the D means. <laughs> not what you're thinking. Uh-oh. Uh, it's one of the most important letters in Shaver's alphabet. Again, not what you're thinking, though. It stands for detrimental. It usually is. <laughs> It and uh, and it represents all that is negative in the world. It is the opposite of T, which stands for integration. Yeah. Well, because detrimental is obviously the opposite of integration, which represents positivity, according to uh, according to Mantong. So this is just super easy to understand. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised they don't teach this along with yeah. um, arithmetic in in grammar school. Yeah. And and anyway, <laughs> this arithmetic. This is Gramps. <laughs> I gotta get going. The milkman's coming. The three R's: reading, writing, and arithmetic. Well, it doesn't start with an R. Re- reading, writing, and man tongue. <laughs> yeah. So Shaver, though, he sweetie, did claim, have you seen my man tongs? <laughs> he claimed using the alphabet, definitions can be derived from words. For example, bad. What would that mean? Uh, B a D. <laughs> that is. <laughs> to be bad it's to be detrimental the word devil is a combination of d for detrimental and vile morbid becomes more be a d so like more be bad you know what shaver claims means i do not want to be any more i want to die so 
a lot of the, these words, <sighs> he's just breaking down the way a two-year-old would say them. I say that because I have a two-year-old at home, you know, uh, rather than morbid, more B-I-D. <laughs> yeah. Like that's why. Like maybe your son I, just speaks man tongue and he's on a higher level. He than might, you. yeah. <laughs> I find even. this human form confining. Um, he, you know, he'll like if if hey buddy, uh, do you where do you want to go? The paw, and then he'll finish with, yeah, like, you know, because the kids they're still yeah. putting words together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's what um that's what they're doing in man tongue. It's two year old speak. Yeah. So according to Palmer in his autobiography. The Secret World. He wrote back to Shaver because, fuck yeah, you write back to this guy asking how he learned of Mantung. And Shaver responded with approximately, and this is normal, 10,000 words in a document entitled A Warning for Future Man. We call those manifestos in the biz. What biz? It's above your pay grade. <laughs> that actually checks out. So, Brent, what was this document? Oh, uh, man. So, <laughs> yeah, what was it about? It's just it, it's it's about an extremely advanced prehistoric race who had built cavern cities inside the Earth before abandoning Earth for another planet due to damaging radiation from the sun. Never forget. Let me pour some bot juice out for my lost homies. Because <laughs> he was he was here for that, too. So Earth's yellow sun was harmful to them. Yeah, uh, not unlike, you know, some people it enhances mm-hmm. their Kryptonian form. Mm-hmm. These people, they were here a little too long. So those ancients also abandoned some of their own offspring here, a minority of whom became a noble race called the Taros, which it kind of funny because the, the name for Earth is Terra. So Taros, that kind of. There's no way he knew that. that in the 1940s. Well, they couldn't read school. back then. Yeah, it's true. This is before writing and, <laughs> and arithmetic. Most of those, though, they had degenerated over time into a population of mentally impaired sadists known as Daros, short for detrimental robots. Sweet. No, no, no. Shaver robots were not mechanical constructs or, or actual robots but the robot like due to their savage behavior i'd like to note that Seabot right now is spray painting daros for life on the wall <laughs> just saying los daros kick your ass los daros kick your face los daros kick your balls into, into outer space <laughs> now brent it's worth noting that Daros still live in cave cities, oh. and they kidnap us surface dwellers by the thousands oh, that makes for, sense. for either meat or torture. Remember a few years ago when a major city in New Jersey just disappeared? I mean, that's why. They needed Darrow. some meat. Why do you think I call you meat sacks? <laughs> now this <laughs> is starting uh, to make now sense. It all comes together. And th- th- they have a sophisticated ray machine um, that the ancient races- We do, too. He does our- uh... He does our research. <laughs> He's our assistant, yes. Um, the, 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 the ancient races left behind. Uh, did the ancient races eat ancient grains? I'm just asking. <laughs> asking for a friend. They spied on people and projected tormenting thoughts and voices into our mind. Whoa. So that's fun. So that explains all the voices that uh, Mr. Shaver heard. Yeah. And, of course, Darrow's could be blamed for nearly all of the bad shit from minor accidental injuries, stubbing your toe, cough due to cold, to plane crashes and horrible uh, national di- disasters and plagues. It's all it's all them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it checks out. Well, and here's the other thing. Producer Lisa, keep your eye out. Women especially were singled out for brutal treatment and, unfortunately, Shaver claimed including rape. That's That's one of the things that they did. We're making a lot of jokes here. But we've called these types of stories out before where someone we think 
created Fantas- something. Yeah. And their creation explains away their bad behavior. Right. Now, I'm not saying time. Shaver ever raped a woman, but I am saying rather than addressing the problems in his own life. Or maybe that was his alternate personality that or his fantasies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times people in um they take these stories to explain away bad behavior in their own life. Right. Because it's an outlet so that they can they can not or, deal or with it maybe them not even themselves. And maybe that's not fair of me. I shouldn't say bad behavior because we don't know that he's done anything wrong. But it's certainly to explain he said he heard voices. So it helps explain that away where it could have just been really schizophrenia. Could be. Or maybe he's just a, you know, a Stephen King type that writes about this stuff and he just happens to have a flair for it. One or the other. But, yeah, you no, know, no, I, I agree. I'm I, not I, saying I, everyone's like that, but but unfortunately, we have come over I just your called, side of it over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. And I just called that one out because he is the one who said he heard voices. Right. We aren't in. Right. You know. So uh, then we got uh, Mike Dash. He's a Welsh writer and a historian. He actually noted he said that sadomasochism was one of the prominent themes of Shaver writing. So he he was even showing that that um, stuff that uh, that we're talking about. Though generally confined to their caves, though, uh, Mr. Shaver claimed that the Darrows sometimes traveled with spaceships or rockets and had dealings with equally as evil and twisted uh, extraterrestrial beings. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking they were probably reptilians. Well, where do they take off from? Oh, At- Atlantis. There's still a, pa- a spaceport there. Oh, they were going to say Atlanta. Atla- <laughs> no, uh, LaGuardia. Yes, yes, it's LaGuardia. I would so believe shitty. that. That's why it takes so long. He also claimed this is Shaver to possess firsthand knowledge of the Darrows and their caves because why? We talked about it. He was in prison there for several years as a hobo. Hobo is just what they call humans. So there's where we're breaking down. Well, it's down. H for never mind. Homo sapien, obviously B, obviously B, and then O for um um. Orangutan. Oh my God! It's Robert Loja. <laughs> is Robert Loja from the caverns beneath the earth? Yeah. <laughs> so this is fun, John. But let, let's take another break. When we come back. What did Palmer do with all these writings, and what happened to our hero of the story, the hero, the King Hobo, Mr. Shaver? That's coming up next on Hysteria Fifty One. I still want to learn about the eight years he was both a hobo and a captain. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them and going on a few tangents. Yes. And it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope mm-hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird and Doritos. The oven. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes. So subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram. And we'll have all the updates there. A-Cash, A-Cash, A-Cash recommends. Obviously, you're not woke, Brent. True. But I tell you who was woke. Anyone that ate 
some shaver hobo chili because you know that that dude could get himself a sock and half a McGriddle and, <laughs> and like the the bottom part of an onion in, in 1943. Yeah, you don't know. And man, soup is on hobo chili. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's like that guy. It's like the the character in Arrested Development. I'm forgetting who it was who uh, who said, uh, "You're gonna throw that away? Throw that in, throw that in a pot with an onion? You got soup." <laughs> <laughs> so if you're Palmer and you you get this ten thousand word cry for help from someone who's obviously probably mentally deranged at the or time, or a count of of reality. Well, that that might be true. So what do you do with someone's words that you get like this? You edit and rewrite it into a manuscript, increasing the total word count to a novella length of 31,000 words. Duh. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Checks out. I, I get it. But not to cause issue, Palmer insisted, John, that he did not change or alter the elements of the story. He preserved Shaver's story, and he only added to the exciting plot so the story would not read like a dull telling of events well sometimes it does get lonely and a little boring in the hobo caverns well that's why they have hobosonly.com now you don't have to be lonely at hobosonly.com <laughs> um you know that thirty-five thousand word or thirty-one thousand word gem that you just mentioned he retitled he called it I remember Lemuria. Now, that is another name that we've talked about, Lemuria, before, the city underneath the earth, in the hollow earth. And it was published in March of 1945, issue of Amazing Stories. And that issue, John, sold out and generated quite a buzz, a, a response. That's right. I mean, in fact, between 45 and 49, they got a bunch of letters who, from people who had read that issue attesting to the veracity of Shaver's claims. Literally, according to Palmer, tens of thousands of letters. Now, this magazine at the time had a circulation. It, the Shaver mystery, and it subsequently bumped up, it was selling 185,000 copies an issue. For the 1940s, that was big. On the letter side, you're forgetting something. Oh. He said he said over 10,000 letters. Mm-hmm. We're talking in Mantong. Mm. So it was actually 10,000 Mantong letters. So A is one, B is two, C, S, E, E is three, and so I on. So, so it, it, was, it was basically a single, one single-spaced letter, double-sided. Well, once you, uh, you really dig into these letters, the correspondents, they claim that they, too, had heard strange voices or encountered denizens of the hollow earth. Now, what I didn't find is if they needed some sort of welding utensil to be able to hear it, or if they were just hearing it in other times. But people were claiming that this was true. One of the letters to Amazing Stories from a woman who claimed to have gone into a deep sub-basement of Paris, which actually isn't that hard to believe because Paris is crisscrossed with subterranean basements. But uh, she was in France, and it was a building Just by, ask Tom Hanks. You know, well, by a, via a secret elevator. And after months of, and this is terrible, rape and torture of all sorts the woman was freed by a benevolent tarot so hero of the well story. you have good guys and you have bad guys in every in every good uh story apparently the tarot was the good guy well we also got another letter from uh, a gentleman by the name of fred chrisman and we've talked about him before because he had roles in both the maury island incident 
he was the guy there on the land on the on the the shores mm-hmm. and the John F. Kennedy assassination. This guy is another bad. Penny. He makes the rounds. Yeah, and get this. Shaver Mystery Club societies were created in several cities. Just like, yeah, let's let's isn't that let's great? Together, you read that whole thing and you go, yeah, that really resonates. <laughs> right. Like, I feel that this is something I need to talk to with others in person at some sort of coffee shop or what were they called at the time? Uh, I don't know, sock ops. <laughs> Let's go to the sock hop. I uh, share a malt soda fountains. Oh, soda fountains. I gotcha. And the story even got some notice in mainstream past hell. The 1951 issue of Life magazine. They actually mentioned the crazy shit as they put it. I think quoted the crazy shit in the Shaver Mysteries. Amazing stories definitely saw this thing as a boon. And uh, from 1945 to 1948, 75 percent of their issues uh, had some sort of Shaver mystery stuff you don't bite the hand that feeds you that's what we're Uh, getting sometimes it was the only thing they featured which Uh, that that did piss off a lot of the people that weren't really loving the shaver (laughs) stuff (laughs) okay we get it literally they said that can we get back to the creature from the black lagoon thank you we mentioned this historian mike dash before uh here's a quote from him shaver tales were amongst the wildest ever spun even in the pages of the pulp science fiction magazines of the period that's a hell of a statement. That's saying right. Something. He's not. He, he's not even commenting on the on the truth behind the story. He's saying, true or not true. So this you, is the craziest shit out there. You've amazing stories is one of the, the these pulps that is hugely read, and it has gone from three years of being stories that they're publishing and letters from people to pretty much just being the shaver mysteries of. The goings on of the denizens of the subterranean hollow earth. Now, they never said hollow earth, and that's a, a distinction that they make caverns in the earth. And, and we'll get to that a little bit because there is a, there is a distinction and a difference, but it is just crazy to me that they latched onto this and it just became the stories of the shaver mysteries. Yeah. You're an idiot. Um, of course it's not the hollow earth. You've you've been to Merrimack Caverns, right? I I've and uh we just uh producer Lisa and I we just did uh what what we do? What cavern? Forbidden, forbidden to tell you. Oh no, forbidden cavern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what she meant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh so I'm glad you're woke now. Yeah. Uh, so, so many many science fiction fans weren't a fan and they called the Shaver mystery the Shaver hoax. That's just because they Weren't woke, weren't like woke yeah. yeah. Uh, they even organized a letter-writing campaign to try to persuade the publishers of Amazing Stories to stop the Shaver mystery stuff. My dearest Palmer, knock that shit off. Truly In yours. love. Yeah. <laughs> Palmer even Gertrude. Pr- even printed uh, a bunch of the a bunch of those letters uh, th- that were sent to Amazing Stories. The critical, skeptical ones? Yeah. 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 And uh, and he and other contributors occasionally would rebuff the letters uh, and, and reply to them in print. Um, Dash, our, our guy Dash wrote, Critics of the Shaver mystery were quick to point out that its author was suffering from several of the classic symptoms of paranoid schizophrenia. And that many of the letters pouring into amazing, re- uh, to amazing stories recounted personal experiences that backed up the author's stories patently came from the source of people who would otherwise spend their time claiming they were being persecuted by invisible voices or their neighbor's dog. I killed them because the dog told me to do it. Now, didn't you say that you actually were being persecuted by your neighbor's dog? Well, but there was litigation and it's still ongoing, so. You can't comment? Yeah, that one's different. And I'll tell you what, that schnauzer lies like a motherfucker. 
<laughs> so finally, in 1948, Amazing Stories stopped all publication of Shaver mystery stories. Yeah, they ran their course. And, and Ray would later say, Ray Palmer, he would claim that the magazine was pressured by, now John, get this, sinister outside forces to make the change. Nope, just them damn daros. Uh, Touche. <laughs> you, you have that. That or the science fiction boys boycotted and the magazine and wrote their letters and Palmer got the hint. But one or the two. And who's not to say that sinister outside forces are just the people that are reading his magazine. So, you know, like you said, potato tomato. It was actually uh, Cobra Commander. Uh, you fools! <laughs> Retreat! <laughs> <laughs> he, they all, all the Darrows reported into Cobra Commander. Yeah, well, he, they were also citizens of Cobra Law that he was in the movie. Remember that yeah. Cobra? La, 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 la. The Shaver Mystery Clubs, though, I don't want to leave those hanging. They stuck around for a bit. Representatives of a club discussed the Shaver Mystery on the show John Nebel's uh, popular radio show he had at the time. Excuse me, that's Long John Nebel. Long. We've talked about him we many have. times. Uh, several times, all the way through the late 50s, they were still talking on Long John Nebel. I listened to an episode where they actually had Mr. Shaver himself yep. on, and um, I didn't listen long. I'll just leave it there. Well, even Nebel was like, well, this is pretty interesting, and I don't believe it. He was just like, this is very skeptical about the entire subject. And that was his bread and butter, these kind of subjects. Right. That's like George Nori going, you're a fucking quack. You know what I mean? <laughs> because uh, usually they, they just leave that for the people. To, I feel to like decide. if you were on Coast to Coast, he'd probably say that. You're a fucking quack. See, I agree with you. John, please hang up. That's the way it would go. Something like that. G- George oh, and I did were you just pals. flip that on me? The truth sometimes doesn't go the way you want it to. It's just the way that works. Sit on it, Totsie. <laughs> Even after the pulp magazine's lost popularity, that doesn't stop Ray Palmer. He continued promoting the Shaver mystery because, you know, you got a cash cow there uh, to, a, of course, diminishing audience via the periodical The Hidden World. But that's not the only thing you could read about. Shaver and his wife, they produced the Shaver mystery magazine irregularly through a few years. And I actually you can go on to Amazon and you can get bindings of you know the i'm surprised have, you haven't ordered four sh- copies i have there's seven uh that i know of and i have two uh <laughs> the shaver mysteries book one book two book three all the way through seven and they're just um they're 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 interesting i've had them for a long time you know what i mean it's just one of those things where you're like yeah i got them and you start reading it and then you're like eh, it's the same thing over and over again so I'm really trying to curtail my purchase of stuff like that because I'm, I'm bad about that. In fact, I'm trying to get rid of stuff. Uh, my wife and I had just started this thing trying to just, you know, kind of declutter. 30-day challenge. Mm-hmm. Day one, you both get rid of one item of yours. Day two, mm-hmm. two items. And and it progressed. So like day 24 is really rough. 24 items. Then day 25, so 25 items. at the end of this month, can Lisa and I come look through your shit? Because... <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yeah, I might want some of that. I don't know, man. I'm not one getting thing, rid of any we, the good stuff. One thing, what's good to you might not be good to me and vice versa. Mm. Wow. A spatula that's broken? Oh, man, I collect those. <laughs> spatula City. So, John, what happened to our heroes here, Mr. Shaver, Mr. Palmer? 
Well, you mentioned that Shaver was married. He had actually married a fellow art student named Sophie in 1933, and they had a daughter. As so- you do in 1933. <laughs> it was a thing back then, kids. <laughs> Sophie uh, actually died, and her parents took custody of the daughter. Um, a- a- apparently, the-, the girl's grandparents told her that her father was dead. Well. Um, eh, I mean, you know, I get it. Uh, Shaver remarried twice. His second wife left him as well, uh, because she found the papers indicating he had been a mental patient. Well, that's what you do when you're trapped underground for eight years and you don't know where to say you were. You You get false papers that say you were a mental Mm -hmm. patient, of course. Okay, so that's Shaver. Then Palmer, eventually he left Amazing Stories and started promoting the Shaver mystery elsewhere. Uh, In 1948, um, he republished that book that we talked about, I Remember Lemuria. I remember. uh, And he did it with Fate magazine, the first of several magazines that... uh, that he was a part of. No, fate was cool though. They dealt with UFOs and ghosts and stuff. Like oh, that we've more. talked about fate yeah, magazine yeah. on this, uh, on this show before. All of these fate, amazing. All of them. We've talked about oh, the Shaver mystery covers. aside. These amazing are covers. The Shaver mystery aside, these magazines in themselves are really cool. There's nothing wrong with the Shaver mystery. The, the propagation that it's true was the problem. Otherwise, it read like a really well, fun and, story. And the the read between the lines part is that you're talking about a relatively, my perception of this, is you're talking about a relatively sane person, Palmer, encouraging the insanity of, of an unwell person. Well, because just to profit money. from it. Yeah, yeah and, profiteering. And, and that's, that's kind of another underlying problem of this story. You're exactly right. Anyway, they both went on to co-write a book called The Secret World, and uh, it was published in 1975, ironically, the year they both died. Wow. Well, when you've when you've ran your course, sometimes they might have run their course, but that story has not uh, since their death. It, it's found life support um, in a system of sorts with uh, the whole hollow earth theory that hey, you were talking about. Oh, there you go. Right. And and Shaver dismissed the theory when he was alive. His beliefs obviously overlapped with those of the hollow earthers. But but he when he took a look at the actual hollow earth theory he said no 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 it's just caverns yeah so he he did not want that to be a part of his story where the hollow earthers really just incorporated and they latched onto it it's funny like when the hollow earthers and the flat earthers were talking uh, this thing where they're talking about how could this be they actually said well you could be on the hollow earth and maybe the flat earth is a you go into it, and it's a Stargate. It's a and portal. It takes you elsewhere, or um, I think the um, association that I made when we talked about this before, or instead of a portal, it's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, so, so it still has that peanutty center that's hollow, um, but it's flat as well. There you go. There you go. You heard it here first. That's or, science. Or second. I don't. I don't care. I don't care who you are. That's science. <laughs> I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. But the thing is, it's it's a, a story that doesn't die. Even the new Godzilla, we just watched the new Godzilla and the King of Co- the that King Kong movie. They dealt with Hollow Earth and advanced beings. That was a whole offshoot of the last King was that of one the good? Monsters. Is that John Hamm in that? Uh, no, I think he was. He was. Was he? in the new one? No, not in the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Not that I remember at all. Oh, no. okay. Was it good? He, a lot of people didn't like it. I did. It's a lot of monster fighting. It felt like an older Godzilla movie. To me, that was cool. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Vera Farminga is like the one of the leads and uh, Millie Bobby Brown, the girl from Eleven on on Stranger Things. Yeah. And the, and the guy that played the main guy in uh, Mad Men. <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> Jeez. 
So anyway, yeah, underground ancient beings, caverns. He was in bridesmaids to too. Can't yeah, remember how about his name. that. So other tie-ins though. There, there is other stuff. Shaver, though, he revealed his theories in the past, and reports of Darrow encounters have been made since then by others. One case comes from John Robinson, who claims to have met a Darrow victim, not a Darrow, but a Darrow victim named Steve Brody, which sounds like the name of like a Kevin Smith movie. It does. Also, please note that Darrows are more attracted to you as a meat source if your name is Steve. That is true. That is true. Don't look that up. <laughs> you don't need to. We yeah, just gave we you the truth. You. So upon seeing an issue of Amazing Stories with stuff written in it about the Shaver mystery, our intrepid Steve Brody reported reportedly related his stories to Robinson, how in 38 he had met two cowled figures. And when I see people wearing cowls, I want to say hello. So, And they rendered him unconscious by placing small devices behind his ears. Robinson said that Brody woke up in a cave with some other men who told him that they were prisoners of the Darrow. And Brody eventually found himself walking through Manhattan. No idea how he got there. And guess what? Later he vanished, Robinson said. He's just gone. So you can't you can't go talk to him because no one knows where he's at. I'll tell you where he's at. Probably in that damn underground cavern with the Darrows. Let's be honest. Who has eight? Who hasn't had that weekend night? <laughs> just wake up in Manhattan. Oh, with shit. weird shit behind your ears. Yeah. Oh, those guys have cowls. I need to go talk to them. Yep. Yep. Also the race of Darrow. Think of this dark dwarvenism in Dungeons and Dragons. It's Darrow is theirs, but it's two R's instead of D E R O for them. D E R O for the dark dwarves. Yeah, but it's a nod to the fictional race. <laughs> fictional. fictional. And the D and D offshoot Pathfinder ties in Darrow more strongly. Like actually, the roots are in Shaver's writing, and he combined. Uh, they've combined elements of the gray aliens and alien abduction and everything into that. As a big nod, so that's kind of a fun thing. John, that's the story. What made people so hungry, do you think, in the 40s for this type of story? Hmm. I think that people who na naturally have a predilection to enjoy sci-fi, so us, you know, you start to read stuff like that, and it's interesting. You have and a I predilection for dick and fart jokes, too. Well, you know? yeah. Here's what Here's what uh, I find is even... I think there's a level of. Remember when we did an episode on Cicada three three zero one? Yeah, three three zero one. We're gonna I'm get sorry. more letters. Uh, yeah, it's true. But no, it actually Cicada, they say three three zero one is the proper pronunciation. Cicada three three zero one. For those of you who haven't listened to the episode, what's wrong with you? But if you haven't, um, an internet puzzle that no one uh, has ever figured out who is behind very well could be Black Ops from the CIA recruitment tool for a, a major corporation. But it's or, or, a, or a nobody in his parents' house in Cleveland. But the the inter I think the reason it captures so many people's imagination is. It takes something that you're just reading about it and turns it into real world. You feel like you're in the middle of an adventure book, right? Right. Uh, you, you, you had to go My out and do things. Choose your own adventure. Choose books. your own adventure. That's right. You had to go out and do things in the real world and it became your world clashed with your, uh, or, I'm, I'm sorry, your world collided with the, the quote unquote fictional world of the stuff that you love to read about. Mm -hmm. So you're reading amazing stories and then all of a sudden you're reading about this thing that could be happening underneath your feet. It's not like they had the internet back then. Yeah. And then someone says, Hey, it's true. Right. And I think there's a certain percentage of us that go, that get a little goosebumply with, with that and go, tell me more. I want to learn more. 
Um, and, and I think that's probably what, to answer your question, I mean, I, I think that's what creates the appetite for it. But then when you, when you learn more and you're like, okay, this guy, this guy's, uh, probably a little nutty. And, yeah. uh, oh, wow, the story has a lot of rape in it. Uh, okay, yeah. never mind. And, and you, and you dismiss it because you're a normal person. But I do think that that, that amalgam of fake and real is, is kind of what attracts people initially. I agree. And, you know, I think that also is a time when the, the, the world was wrapped in turmoil of a world war. And uh, I think that's a people, great point. I think people were looking for any type of excuse. And this was producer someone, Lisa, write it down. And this was uh, a blank page to blame uh, other than just humans yeah, as well, the and, scapegoat and, es- and escapism. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that may be tied into it. But what do you guys think, John? How can they tell us? Hysteria Nation, it is our discussion group on Facebook. So just hop on Facebook, search Hysteria Nation, and join the fun. Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That is our regular Facebook page. Tweet to us at Hysteria51pod. Give us a follow on Instagram at Hysteria51pod on there. Patreon, patreon.com slash Hysteria51pod. You can get t-shirts. You can host your own show. You can get pins and pictures and Lots of extra content every week. We're putting out one, two, three shows a week of extra stuff on there. So make sure you check that out. And you can hear yourself on the show. Leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, that's 773-669-7277. And guess what? I think we're going to play some. Do it. Hi, this is Jerry Berry, the very scary fairy from Joplin, Missouri. I just got done listening to all of your shows, started from the latest one, went on down to the very first one, Love Them All. Uh, I just want to say, Conspiracy Bot, huge fan. Uh, if you ever take over the world, I want Canada for myself. I don't know why you would let me have Canada, but I think I'm a pretty cool guy. He's a realist. For a meat sack, you know. Uh, also, fuck you, Brent. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Bye. <laughs> Two. So, uh, well, you said that was fuck a me, gem. So. That was a gem. So, yeah. very scary Barry from uh, Joplin, Joplin, Missouri. I think yeah. we got. Uh, let's do one more, John. Yeah, what up, man? Just want to say I love your show. That's hilarious, and Seabot is the best, man. You guys should give him more respect. <laughs> All right, brothers, my. Instagram is Leo Chavez 099. And I love you guys. See you later. Leo Chavez. Thank you, Leo. Oh, 99. I like it. He's okay. He can stay. For now. Yeah, for now. For now, I'm <laughs> for sure. For now, right. All right, so uh, guys, yeah, what's that number again, John? 773-669-7277. That's the voicemail number. Call and leave us one. We are guaranteed to maybe play it. Brent, he brought up Instagram. Yeah. And uh, I, I was playing around on Instagram lately, and I, I looked at my own profile, and I realized I hadn't posted in like four years. <laughs> I really, I really need to get on it. The, I found my last post. This is amazing. My last post is a meme. It's this uh, just the, just this whitest of white girls. Her name's Becky. It's got to be Becky. Um, sitting back, listening to her headphones. Look at like it's like stock art. She's obviously really enjoying whatever uh, you know Cardi B song she's listening mm-hmm. to. And it says it says smoking crack and listening to DMX. <laughs> <laughs> it is like stock clip art. You would, exactly. That's hilarious. And that's my last Instagram post from four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you so should I'm come in- back. Sorry, I was partying with Becky pretty hard for the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm good. I'm back, baby. All right, so kids, again, that number seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. Uh, Facebook, all those, Hysteria Nation, forget any of those things, where they go. Hysteria51.com. Or gofopedia.com. Either works. That, they all work. And if you find yourself in the, not hollow, but cavernous As the earth, days go by, we'll fun growing well, under. Yeah. You know, there's water at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Moves water, carries water, I don't remember the words. But hey, if you find yourself, you might find yourself. in a cavern... You know what? Go for the eyes. Go for the eyes because they're probably sensitive. You know, mm-hmm. or carry a flashlight or Just bring Seabot with you. He can. He was he can, already there. He can negotiate. He was already there. He shops there. <laughs> 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 so with that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.